Hello everyone and welcome to another episode of the Brown Garden Garden Talks. This season we're focusing on Pride Month and um, my name is Lauren, my pronouns are she, her and I work as a content creator at the Brown Garden and outside of that I'm also a filmmaker and cinematographer. Um, today I'm joined by Ben. Would you like to introduce yourself, Ben? Hi, I'm Ben, uh, or Benji. I am a queer creative who uh, just tries to get done what I can, to be honest, in loads of different ways. Uh, my pronouns are he, him, or they, them. And I'm very excited to be part of this. Thank you, thank you. Okay, so let's um, let's get started with our first question. So um, do you feel like there was a lack of role models you could relate to when you were growing up? Yeah, I definitely feel that as someone who identifies as queer, that there was definitely not as much out there as there is in the current day. Just because, not that, you know, there wasn't stories or there wasn't people in the industry, there just wasn't as much of it as there is today but you really had to go looking for it mm. even in today bear in mind like when shows like it's a sin come out it's revolutionary for so many people because it's seeing your story or like seeing well not my story personally within it's a sin but seeing stories which you've only ever heard about but because there's never been like a medium that they're in outside of literature or word of mouth, you don't actually see it in any shape or form, if that mm. makes sense. Yeah, 100%. And like, I feel like you had to go more to the independent films, independent TV shows, whereas nowadays you're getting mainstream platforms like Channel 4 that are commissioning content featuring queer stories you know moving on from sort of past experiences who are some of your role models now currently uh I'm inspired by my community around me to be honest because I live here I live in Brighton and I uh am involved in the drag scene and because of that I see a lot of creative people um who have all these ideas and they just find the weirdest ways to express it sometimes <laughs> I mean this probably won't make the edit but uh for example one of my friends uh Lydia Lascabies had an act where um she would re release red fluid from her rectum <laughs> I'll say no more um <laughs> But um, so, yeah, I'm inspired by my community. Um, obviously, there's people like um, Lil Nas X, Ollie Years, that's what Ellie Alexander from years and years. Um, you know, these people who are unapologetically queer, but um, still finding success within that. Mm. Um, and that's something I kind of aspire to because I I find that so powerful to see and I want to be able to have someone else see that. Mm. And like 
all those creatives you just mentioned now, they sort of own being authentically themselves. And how have you got any advice for other creatives who are maybe struggling to be themselves? Um, if you're having issues with your queer identity or like you just you're trying to work it all out and you find yourself as a creative person then I say put that into whatever you're creating um the the nice thing about being creative is that you get to put everything into your work mm. and even if it's not like your work specifically focuses around that is still putting that energy into it like things can be queer coded without being queer mm-hmm. but also if you're if you're having questions about your identity then just ask like that's how we learn <laughs> mm-hmm. uh, so does your sexuality um, influence your creative career or your creative output? So yeah, I find I think that's two different questions to be honest. So on uh, with that, with my creative career, um, in the current moment, no, because I'm still at the point where I need to just kind of take things as they come. Mm. Uh, it's not so much like I'm at a stage where I can just turn down stuff all the time so that's with the creative career with um what I put into my own projects I feel like I do put a lot of um my queer identity into them Mm. just because I'm I'm not ashamed I think it's very important to have that um representation I mean, as we spoke about earlier, like how, you know, seeing things on screen can really change a narrative, like change how you feel as a person. Um, like I can only imagine what it um, was like for all the little, um, like, African-American girls around America when the Black Annie came out. I can only imagine, like, how impactful that was to them but yeah I think it is important to put in uh, that energy into your work uh as I said it doesn't always go in my creative career because sometimes it's not needed Mm. but when my own passion projects I think I do yeah that's interesting actually because you've um just touched on my next question so I feel like it plays into this um so as a queer creative do you feel like you've had to reassess yourself in a predominantly straight industry yes (laughs) 100% it's even like little things like when I first ever rocked up to a set uh (laughs) I was dressed as me. I mean, I was dressed in the all black, which is required mm-hmm. in a lot of productions. Um, but I, I had my own like twist on it, and I definitely remember getting some looks from uh, <laughs> other members of the crew. And even now, like, because 
uh, I even if I was to go to a set that I would obviously dress a bit more in uh, the crowd, you know, more uh, more of the North Star, North Face, even because uh, <laughs> that's all they wear. <laughs> but even then, like my, my coats are, uh, I just have like very overtly queer and gay coats, so I still get looks with that. It's also being aware, and I hate that fact that we're still in this point in society, because I really wish we couldn't be, but being aware that um, you just have to, like, rein it in a bit sometimes, because you don't know who you're working with. Mm. And I wish it wasn't this way, but I sometimes have found that I really police myself mm. on set just because I don't want it to turn out that I mean I'm sure you know they wouldn't do anything but I always police myself just in case because inherent fear of homophobia mm. um, but just in case like someone on set is uh, like against it or like you know homophobic or any like issues with it even if it's just like you know you, you can do it just don't want to see it mm. just don't want it shoved down my throat yeah so I was like I do find myself policing my behavior just because I do not want to crap, have an awkward situation especially with something like filming where you could be working with that person for upwards like for over 12 hours a day um and for like weeks <laughs> mm, mm. if it needs to be and especially because obviously this is an industry where it's about making good impressions and um leaving a good impact on people and if you're remembered as being um like oh, this is an industry about making good impressions and um leaving a good stamp and if you are in a situation where you are subject to any like that type of discrimination, you might not be putting your best foot forward. Mm. Which I don't like the fact that I feel that way because mm. I wish I could just be myself on a set and have a good like like 100% myself and leave a good impression that way as opposed to policing myself for that if that makes any sense yeah no 100% and it's interesting earlier at the start of the interview we're talking about representation and role models in front of the camera actually what would be a very drastic change is if the industry took a step towards being a bit more inclusive you know behind the scenes it's not just about in front of the camera it's also about okay what are your attitudes what are your working process behind the scenes because I feel like the film industry and the filmmaking community are two very different things what's yeah like the word professionalism that is at the heart of being on a film set but professionalism I feel like people take that subjectively and interpret professionalism for 
traditionalism and you know yes. this is the way they do it in Hollywood this is the way it's always been done and I think people some people get scared when young people when young queer people anyone who's different from them try and bring a slight change a new way of doing things it's almost like that's threatening their idea and their experience in you know 50 years of experience in the film industry it's like they don't want that change and that's not okay because at the end of the day all you know young creatives are coming through now there needs to be a safe working space made for queer people coming through no i completely agree and um i think it's a good thing you touched on there where it's like the actual behind the camera needs a bit more diversity because you know we're everywhere like it's not just the stereotypes of like you know the male makeup artist or the male hairstylist it's you know we are members of sorry about the drill <laughs> it's quite like calming like almost like whale sounds <laughs> um but yeah no um i i think it's important that people in the industry like diversify their crew a lot more as well as opposed to just always getting the same i mean obviously you get people that you know are good mm. but um for context me and lauren actually went to university together this is how we met <laughs> so uh so basically a lot um, as i'm sure you can agree with us lauren at uh uni especially on our course um there was definitely like the white boys society and it was basically like a group of like they were nice people um friends with them but there was, it was a group of like 30 straight white boys that just always worked with each other all the time. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And, you know, they made great stuff, but it was kind of like, hi. <laughs> yeah. And I, I think they had a very strong connection with the lecturers and their work was applauded a lot and you know given a platform whereas you know it um like they did get um a lot they did get showcased a lot yeah um and I I will say like they made great films like it wasn't like they were being platform they were being put on a pedestal that they didn't deserve Mm. it was more the case of it was I felt like other people got neglected Mm. as opposed to they got favoured mm. um, because I will say like they definitely earned the recognition but there were definitely other people making stuff that mm. didn't okay so um, just wrapping up what is your advice for um, any other like creatives out there like what would be your words of advice I mean we're going through a very difficult time at the moment like people with all different types of creative fields but um through like hard times come art Mm -hmm. um the best works of art are created either as a response or 
like through the trials and tribulations you face from an, a crisis and I think it's important to even if you feel down even if you have no motivation um just try to make something because if if you are creative it, I know how difficult it is to not make something <laughs> and how you get really bogged down with it and you just how your self-worth begins to d- diminish because you're not doing what you want to do mm. if um if your issue is finances with the current moment um a lot of great art has been made without a budget um but also that's kind of when you're forced to be even more creative yeah when you have definitely. restriction and um I find that so interesting to see when you have these restrictions put in place you you have to become more creative to get around that and you end up creating something which is 10 times better than what you would have had without that restriction in place so don't view it as like I mean obviously I understand how annoying it can be but view it more as a challenge but yeah just as I said just try and make something even if it's not every single day like you will feel better at would give and if you keep working towards something like you can only improve Mm. and as you improve you'll get recognized more if you're not already recognized yeah I 100% agree with that and like like you were saying if you haven't got the finances there sometimes people make rubbish films with a lot of money so (laughs) you can make a good film with very little money and I think yeah those limitations in a way kind of force you to be a bit more creative and um equally I would say if you're not if you're working a job that isn't right now in the creative sector don't feel bad about that because we're all like doing things to pay the rent pay the bills at the moment and like it it will happen in time your career and um your creative projects like you say will start to get recognition over time but um initially just do it for yourself and do it because you enjoy creating basically um cool okay thank you for joining me today it's been really good to chat with you lovely to be here (laughs) um you can find benji's socials in the text in the post below um and you can also follow us on instagram at thebrandgarden.uk and thank you for joining us and we'll see you next season for our series covering save the arts next thank you